everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. This is episode five and I'm still going and really enjoying it. So thank you so much for listening. How are you all going? Uh, we've been in and out of another lockdown like a bloody yo-yo here. The kids are back at school at the moment and touch wood, it stays that way. So one of my goals starting this podcast was to have a conversation about grief as I find it's not really talked about openly, especially when it's the loss of a child or a spouse. And I feel like we need to talk about it. For those of you who don't know, Jason and I lost our baby daughter, Taylin, at five and a half months old to a genetic condition called spinal muscular atrophy or SMA. I'll talk more in detail about our journey in another episode to help others. But today I'm joined by my beautiful friend, Kylie Williams. Kylie and I went to the same school but didn't really know each other. It wasn't until the sudden passing of her husband, David Crocker Williams, who I also knew from school and our parents were family friends, that I felt the need to contact Kylie to offer my support. Kylie and I have spent time together over the years when she launched the Crocker Foundation in 2012 and we've been of great support to each other since then. Welcome Kylie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. That's okay. Thanks. I've been um, looking forward to this little chat and um, glad that we can catch up in this way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know they say that losing a child is the worst thing that can happen to you, but I think losing a spouse is equally as bad. Um, it's not the same, but it's still losing someone who is a part of you. Um, I really admire your strength your amazing strength and determination to achieve what you have and raised your three beautiful kids over their last 10 years while grieving. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your story, please? Sure. Um, thank you for those kind words as well. Um, so I lost, obviously, my husband, David. Um, he was 35 of an undiagnosed um, cardiomyopathy. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously it came as a complete shock to us. Um, so basically that's my story. Mm. Um, but since then, obviously, um, yeah, I've just lived with grief this whole time. Mm. And I think it's something that I'm always going to live with. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that doesn't go away. It's always there, always present. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and here I am talking to you about it. Yeah, there you go. I know. I, um, I read a quote the other day and I just wanted to share, um, if you know someone who's lost a very important person in their life and you're afraid to mention them because you think it might make them sad by reminding them that they died, you're not reminding them. They didn't forget what you're reminding them of is that you remembered that they lived and that is a great, great gift. Do you agree? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. because some people find it a, a taboo subject to mention mm. the loss of your loved one. Yeah. But to me, I love it. I love hearing mm. the stories that continue. And I've been fortunate enough that I haven't had a lot of people that do that to me. Everyone always talks about David. Yeah. Um, he's a part of our everyday life. And my children are very fortunate for that too because they get to hear stories that, they never got to see so yeah or you know or so yeah so that's been good for us yeah but, yeah healing as well isn't it 
Absolutely, yeah. Your memory alive, it's part of their legacy, I think, to, to talk and not to be, you know, oh, no, we can't say anything because that might upset you or whatever. Yeah, hmm. yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I know, like you said, you never get over it, but somehow you sort of learn to live with it. Um, what do you think has sort of helped you, Kylie, over the last 10 years? What sort of things, you know, have you done? I know that I introduced you to Reiki um, years ago and that might have helped or, you know, do you have signs or, you know, seen a clairvoyant, that sort of thing? Is there things that have helped you? Um, I think, you know, when you're grieving um, and you'll know this yourself, mm. you try everything, like yes. everything because yeah. you just... Um, you need something, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've tried, I think, everything. I've tried yeah. clairvoyance, I've done and I've had some wonderful experiences with that. Mm. Um, Reiki, um, what else have I tried? Lots and lots and lots of counseling I've done. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think, yeah, that's probably the, you know, the main thing. So I think um for me, I'm quite open about my grief. Mm. I you know, to certain people, obviously, but um, yeah, I think talking though. has been a very healthy, and I think mm. being with people too that have also experienced that in some mm. shape or form, whether it be a friend or a partner or a child or you know a yeah. parent, You've got um, you have that connection, mm. yeah, and I think that sometimes makes it um a little more bearable I guess yeah yeah you know what someone's sort of going through do you guys yeah. have signs like do you have signs I know for us you know when we see a rainbow or a dragonfly or a butterfly um a song that might come on the radio that sort of thing do you feel that you feel David with you and you get signs as well yeah I do I know yeah. earlier in the piece and you know a lot of people I think when you have these conversations they sort of think oh yeah you know mm. but when at David's funeral um there was yellow butterflies everywhere like they were everywhere so you know <laughs> I actually went and got one tattooed on my foot yeah um and you see them every now and again mm. and it whether it I don't know is something or it just mm. takes you back to that moment I don't know but I like it I like yeah. when I see it like yeah. it's yeah I just remember a lot of people too at the funeral um what I remember is people saying oh my goodness look at all the butterflies and they're wow. all yellow so wow. it was... <laughs> I don't think I've seen yeah. yellow butterfly like I don't see them yeah yeah, yeah. so they were like a like a yeah yeah it was really um it's funny yeah it was yeah yeah that's mm. amazing isn't it yeah yeah I know with things like um dragonflies you know they'll just you don't see them very often but you feel like you see them when you need to see them you know like for yes. us it's like when you need to see them you know you might be having a bit of a down day or you might be struggling that week or whatever and you see a, a dragonfly and think, oh my god like or the kids might see one or something and you think wow that just blows my mind yeah that's Mm. right because you just it's something that just comes out of nowhere and it's not something that you see every day no it's there yeah yeah that's good that's amazing yeah um so I've just got some info here that I'm going to read it up 
Um, just sure. some informative stuff. So grief is universal. At some point in someone in everyone's life, there'll be at least one encounter with grief. It may be from the death of a loved one, but it doesn't have to be. It could be the loss of a job, the end of a relationship, or any other change that alters life as you know it. Grief is also very personal. It's not very neat or linear. It doesn't follow any timelines or schedules. You might cry, become angry, withdraw, or feel empty. None of these things are unusual or wrong. Everyone grieves differently, but there are some commonalities in the stages and the order of feelings experienced during grief. So there's seven stages of grief, and I didn't know this before we lost Taylan, but um, they are shock and denial, um, so this is a state of disbelief and numbed feelings where you just can't believe, you know, that it happened. Um, and yours would have been such a shock. I mean, we knew Taylan was um, well for a while, so I suppose we were already grieving or we were told by a counsellor that we were already grieving the loss of her illness. But for you, it was such a shock, you know, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, and that's what I think um, and, and most of us, are, you know, the family that's surrounding us all, I think mm. at the time, was we just didn't, we couldn't understand it. Like we yeah. didn't, you know, we yeah. didn't understand it and it just came out of nowhere and, you know, just everyone was confused and angry mm. and hurt. Yeah. You know, there was all those emotions and they do say, you know, like, grief is like riding a boat in amongst the waves it's just constantly rocking you back and forth yeah um yeah but you know when you have a shock like that it's mm. you can't get you just you, you just don't know your way out like you just don't yeah. know how you're going to overcome that yeah um yeah because that was your that was your life and it's just such a massive change that's right like it was mm. just taken from me yeah. without my permission I didn't yeah want that that's not Mm. what I was wanting you know so and I think you know all of those things people sort of say oh you know it must have been a shock Mm. and you think yeah it was but there was all those little things that were ripped from you that you know not just he wasn't just my husband but he was my best friend he was the father of my children yeah um you know he was my business partner all of those things Mm. um were just taken so you know it's so much more than the so much more than just that's right yeah person that he was and you know yeah larger than life hey yeah exactly um yeah pain so then pain and guilt so you might feel like the loss is just unbearable and that you're making other people's lives harder because of your feelings and needs um And then anger and bargaining, you go through a stage where you might lash out or or beg that, you know, you'll do anything to give give you some relief from the feelings. Um, Depression could be one. Um, This might be a period of isolation and loneliness during which you process and reflect on the loss. And then the upward turn. So at this stage, the stages of grief like anger and pain have died down a little bit and you're left in a more calm and relaxed state, I suppose, feeling a little bit more normal. Um, And then reconstruction and working through. So this is when you can begin to put pieces of your life back together and sort of carry forward. And acceptance and hope. Um, I don't think you or I will ever sort of accept what happened, but um, it's it's just a gradual sort of part acceptance, I think, of the new way of life and a feeling of 
possibility in the future, do you think? And I mean, no, not everyone experiences all of the stages and you might sort of go through some and not others or in that order, but do you think that's sort of how it goes, the order or, you know, how it sort of went? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, um, you know, like you say, you have all those steps and Mm. and some steps might come obviously not in that order, but Mm. they chop and change and you go in and out of those steps. Yeah. Um, And I, I think someone once explained to me that, you know, your grief will always stay the same size like Mm. but your life just learns to live around that so the grief won't shrink and it won't get bigger Mm. but you just have to learn to live your life around that grief yeah that's because it's never going to go anywhere so that's how I was described it yeah um you know in my therapies amongst along the way um yeah yeah, so I sort of always think um Yeah, Mm. and I think as you move on, um, I know for me now, you know, David's always a part of our life every day, but I find it hard more so with the milestones and things now, like, you know, just to share those um, things when the kids Mm. have their moments and their, you know, graduations and things and on the recent um, birth of our baby granddaughter, um, you know, although it was the most exciting thing that had happened to us in a very long time, um, it was also sad because I would have loved to have shared that, you know, because no one else has that feeling like the grandparents together, you know. Right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just all those, those are the things I think now, you know, you live with it, but it's those little things that take you right back to that moment of this isn't fair, I hate this, I don't want this, you know. Absolutely. And then the day goes on and you wake up the next day and you just keep going. Yeah, that's it because you have to. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. that gets me so emotional. <laughs> it gets me so, <laughs> oh, it does. It just, yeah. Um, and there's five lessons that I've learned from Taylor's death and I'm sure you'll agree um, and they are to be grateful, uh, let nothing go unsaid, tomorrow's not guaranteed be true to yourself and life does go on and that's just so hard that one you know I know as well as I know you did as well you hated that the world just kept spinning and you had to just keep going and it didn't just stop when you wanted it to it's like you're you're living your life and you're watching the world go by and you just want it to slow down for a minute so you can stop Yes. You think? Yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, because life does move forward and everyone's yeah. life does move forward and, and all those people that were part of all of that, you know, as much as they miss the loved one that's lost, mm. their everyday life goes forward. But our everyday life has changed as we know it and mm-hmm. we that affects us daily, whereas people move on and, you know, it won't affect them so much. But for, for us and our family and, you know, David's parents and all of that, Your living. life is different now yeah. and we live this every day and, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always going to be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's not nice. It's not pleasant. And, you know, we can live our life. Yeah. But it's still, um, yeah, it's it hard. affects us every day. Yeah. yeah. And just hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, there's there's one thing that you can learn about yourself after the death of a loved one, um, and that should be that you're a lot stronger than what you realise. And, you know, living your life to the fullest is the greatest way that you can honour those that you've lost. I think we've both done that in different ways and same sort of ways, but I think we've both done that definitely with our fundraising. You know, we've we've honoured Taylan and, and David by, you know, going on and doing that in their honour and, you know, trying to find a QR and, and that sort of thing and raising money and raising awareness and, you know, that sort of keeps you going to a certain extent. But, you know, you've also gone on and continued on to be a nurse and go to uni and, you know, for us it was having more kids and me writing my book, that sort of thing. So I think, you know, it does really show you how strong you are as a person, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think mm. grief is one of the hardest things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, you're forced to. You've got no Whether choice. Whether you were or not, yeah. That's right. But I think, you know, that's the hardest thing that you're ever going to have in your life, ever. Mm. Like I don't think that anything will ever beat grief. Yeah. Um, so you it know does it make you strong in some degrees. Yeah. Yeah, nothing you know, will ever be worse. To, yeah, I always say that. I said we've already been through the worst that can ever happen to us. Nothing is ever going to happen that bad again. And yeah, sort of gives you comfort in some way because you think, oh, I don't ever want to feel pain like that, you know, again. Again. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You have yeah. to go through it from scratch again. But we will, you know, like that's that's life. We will. It? It's hard. It, yeah. it happens and, you know, it's it's life. But I think when you're sort of not prepared for it or it's not in your plan, it just, it really does throw you, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it wasn't in your life plan that this yeah. is not what you were wanting to do and yeah. then it's there. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, Kylie, what would your words be to someone who has lost a loved one? What are some words of comfort that helped you at the time, if you remember? <laughs> oh, um. Luckily for me, I was quite fortunate to have some amazing friends, um, yeah. which I still have, obviously, yeah. and my family, so my children. Mm. But um, I think unique is so, grief is so unique. Mm. It's so hard. Um, I just I just remember thinking that um, some days I liked to be cuddled and other days I didn't, but I found comfort in my friends. Mm. Um you know, in particular, my group of girls that I had and my children, obviously. My children were, you know, obviously young and, and Chris was older. But um, yeah. I remember I think um, in terms of staying the night at your house and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It was amazing, wasn't it? They did. And they did that mm -hmm. for 12 months, those beautiful girls. Like they wow. were named the angels in the end. But um, yeah. I think too, because I just, I was so scared, Mm. like so scared of the night and I don't know why I don't know whether it was because mm. David wasn't there or the kids were in bed and I was lonely but mm. the nights were the scariest for me so mm. have comfort so yeah my probably advice would be is to as much as I later on realized I took those poor girls away from their families for such a long time I mean I'll never be able to repay that but oh, they wouldn't um, have wanted it any other way though no, and I think, mm. and they all say that to me now, and I've, I always say to them I'm going to owe them for eternity, but um, mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll cash in at some point. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I think mainly would be just being there, like just, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and not judging, no judging, mm-hmm. because so many people judge people when they're grieving that they've yeah. moved on too quickly or they've packed up their partners or children's things too quickly. Yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone yeah. has their own journey of grief. Yeah. So I, my I, advice would be to be there. Just, yeah, be, just there. be there. And there's nothing you can yeah. do or say really that'll help. You know, nothing. Is there? It's just no, a matter of there's it. nothing. I mean, and just I maybe know. do some cooking or someone something yeah. or you know we, yeah. we had so many so many meals and everything cooked and it was good because it wasn't about feeding us but it was about feeding all the people that were there because right. you know the amount of toilet paper and tea bags <laughs> and things that went you went through was ridiculous yeah yeah those it's sorts of things yeah. yeah yeah it's amazing isn't it yeah yeah like a little community that helped you and you know it was great they just yeah. and it just reminds you then of what a great place to live in, to have all of those. And it wasn't just my friends. There was people that I didn't even know, people that yeah. just came and dropped things off or yeah. mowed lawns or whatever, just an amazing community. And that's yeah. where we've been very lucky. Oh, yeah. And when I think back to, you know, our fundraising and then your fundraising and, you know, when we had the big Crocker Foundation launch night, just the people that were there. and the People, were- yeah so passionate and so like it was just it went right through you like I can still remember you know it would have been what eight nine years ago or something years ago yeah it was just went right through you the the power in that room for him was just yes oh yeah you know and and just amazing people yeah Yeah. just so lovely and everyone just wanting to help and jump on board and do whatever that they could um yeah yeah and you know even those people today like you you know I'm still a huge part of that community but um yeah they're all still the same way like that you know that's amazing isn't it yeah it's so good yeah yeah that's really good and it's good for the kids to have that too I'd imagine you know having that support and you know yeah just that backup for you yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Um, so the next question was basically just, you know, what uh, I think we've covered it, um, was sort of <laughs> what was the most helpful things to do for someone who's lost a loved one. Um, for me, you know, I definitely say take a meal, you know, like you don't feel like cooking when you're in that state. And, you know, for us, some people dropped meals off at the door and text and just said, I've left meals at your door. And you're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, like just to think you don't have to cook tea and, you know, I was going to say just before actually what we did sort of touch on it, like you said, you know, some people pack up things straight away. Like I was one, I had to do that as soon as we got home from the hospital. I thought if I smell Taylor smell on something, I'm going to go mental and want to smell that thing all the time. So I just had to wash everything. I had to pack everything up. But, you know, some people are so different and they can't do that for years and years. And mm. everyone is just so different each journey is different and you've just got to do everyone's it different yeah you've just got to do what your own way that's right and I think so many people have so much to say in relation to that and mm. I remember someone said to me you know because I wore my wedding rings for a long time yeah um and someone had said to me you know isn't it time you took those off and I just yeah. remember yeah I remember looking at that person saying do you know how hard that is to do like I've mm. tried Mm. I've tried but I'm not ready like and and that's what I mean everyone is 
different and everyone has their own thing. So I was the opposite. I kept everything for a long time and I didn't have the heart to throw things and all of that. But Mm. everyone's different and no one should judge that. And that's where I, you know, get really upset with things like that because Mm -hmm. we all have our own grief and we all have our own ways and that's okay. Yeah, that's totally right. okay. It's okay. Yeah. And it's whatever gets you through the day, doesn't it? The day or the week or the month or whatever. You know, I was lucky. Exactly. I remember at the time, you know, I just wanted to stay in bed. I didn't even want to get up. I had to. I had to take Kyla to kinder and I had to, you know, go to the supermarket and I didn't want to go down the baby aisle. And, you know, there's things like that. And seeing people, you know, sometimes you'd see people and they'd look and you'd know they've seen you and they'd go quickly the other way. The other way. <laughs> why are they doing that? <laughs> like, why are they doing that? Yes. But you knew, you know, and a lot of the time I felt like I was helping people how to help me sort of thing, like in a way like, yeah. no, you know, don't do not do that. Like, no, come around whenever you want to. Don't stay away or, you know. Um, yeah, it's just so it's people actually need help on how to help people, I think. You know, and I think if it was Absolutely. taught in schools or something um, or just, yeah, just some sort of cancelling, I don't know how to help people because it really does make a difference, the things that help you at the time, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Mm. And I just remember... For me, I just wanted to speak to anyone, and as you'll know, obviously with our connection, mm. anyone that had been down that road, I needed, I, I sought comfort from that because yeah. that's what I needed. Yeah, I needed someone to be like me. Yes, yeah. And I know that sounds weird, but no, it's true. That's just what you need. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. because you know that that person feels your pain. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you want you to know, know that they actually survive it and they get through it. You know, and they're and okay. they get through. And they're okay That's right. at the end of it. That's what I was like. Oh, I needed to know someone who lost a child who was doing okay five years later or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you would have been the same. You do. You, you I was the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, think- I just remember, like, reaching out to people, you know, because I had a couple of friends that had lost mm. um, their dad at similar ages to my children and things, and I just so needed to know how that went and did mm-hmm. were their kids okay and what did they grow up okay and yeah. um you know because I just didn't know what I was dealing with yeah yeah that's right I know so um some I've just written here some ways to take care of yourself while grieving include exercising if you can do it <laughs> um getting sleep, <laughs> getting good sleep you know every night exploring a new skill or a hobby calling or seeing friends or loved ones who can offer support even better if they can come around um joining a support group like you were saying you know it's good to have that commonality with people um when you um and when you come into an important date such as an anniversary or birthday it's nice but it's hard to acknowledge the day as well and as hard as it is you know to try to celebrate your loved one's memory or spend time with the people who make you feel better I don't know about you but I found the first anniversary and the first birthday just so hard and and the worst but each year it's not easy is it no and I think for us we've been fortunate enough that um, all of David's family comes on David's anniversary, all of his best friends and their wives and children, and we all just have a big afternoon mm. of 
wonderful food we have some drinks and we all just sit around and enjoy everyone's company and it's nice it's that's so it's nice. just it's so nice and we've done that yeah um from day dot you know the first yeah. year we all went away um and hired a place up in mansfield um mm-hmm. i think that's where we went um yeah. and we just hired like a school camp and we all went up there for the first yeah. year anniversary and it was just to be away from everyone but it yeah. were with all the important people we needed to be with yeah and we've just followed suit every year we just have something at our house and yeah um it's nice mm. Because you're not on your own, yeah, yeah, and you're with all the people that were with you yeah, that suffered all it. of this. And they understand. And they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think, you know, if I relate this back to the my podcast topic, you know, the law of I think the law of attraction has helped you in some way too, you know. You wanted to be a nurse and you just went and did it. <laughs> so you probably <laughs> visualised it and thought, right, I'm going to. I'm going to do this. I'm going to become a nurse. And you just went and did it. So I want a house or build a house. So you just went and did it. So I think you're using it without knowing it. <laughs> yes, I think yeah. so. I, and yeah. I, that's what I do now. I'm just, if I want something, I, I, I work really, really hard to get it. Yeah. Um, because what else can you do? That's right. You know? Yeah. You've got, you've got a choice, haven't you, to live your life or you not. Do and make the best of it or not you know we could all just sit on the couch and do nothing and but where would that get us it doesn't get us anywhere does it no exactly right yeah so I think um that you that you would have made Crocker really proud Kylie you've become a nurse like I said you've raised three amazing kids become a grandmother or you know you've got a granddaughter you've built a house and I know how hard that's been for you moving out of your family home um, I've loved seeing you continue what you and David started and I know that he would have wanted you to do all of that so my hat really goes off to you you're such an inspiration um, so thank you so much for joining me this week I know it's not easy to talk about our losses but I know you're like me and you like to help others so as per the format I'd like to share the best three things about my fortnight that I'm grateful for so if you could share yours too that would be awesome So the best three things that I'm grateful for is, number one, I've been able to help a friend in need who has had situational depression. So I'm I'm so glad that I can be of some comfort to him. And number two is talking to you, Kylie, and opening up the conversation about grief because I think it's just so important. And although our Queensland road trip was cancelled for the second time in a row or the second year in a row, um, it means that Ali can now go to his first school camp. So I'm grateful for that. And also another one, actually, that we went to Taronga Falls yesterday and it was just so nice to get out in nature. So what was your best things, Kylie? I don't know if you've thought about it or... Um, (laughs) Yeah, I haven't really thought about it, but I probably... (laughs) My la- in the last fortnight, probably, um, well, one last night I was able to catch up with my beautiful family, so um, which we don't all often get together um, yeah. at the same time. So that was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, I actually finally got to go out for dinner with some girlfriends on Friday, so that was really good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, trivial, but it was really good no, because we've no. been trying to play catch up for about eight months. Yeah, yeah. Um, because everyone's so busy, and um, 
I've actually just been on six, well, I'm in the middle of six days off work. So spending some time at home with the kids has actually been really nice. So oh, just good. just doing my thing and cooking yeah. roasts and, you know, just yeah. doing things I sometimes don't get time to do. So, yeah, um, yeah that's been really nice. Oh, yeah. So we both help, we both hope that this has helped someone along the way and normalised grief in some way. If you feel that anyone you might know might find some comfort, please feel free, feel free to share this podcast with them. I will also link some support phone numbers in the notes section of this. This episode is in memory and honour of our beautiful Taylin and Crocker. May you both be flying freely and continue to give us signs from above. Please join me next fortnight when I have another very special guest on the podcast to talk about another topic that I think needs more airtime and that is very close to my heart and that is men's mental health. I'm really looking forward to that. You can follow me at on Instagram at the law of attraction with Lee or Facebook at an angel with a message, Taylin story. If you can please follow, subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be such a great help. The law of attraction is how I live my best life and I hope it can help you to live yours too. Thanks so much, Kylie. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for having me. It's been Thank great. You. Thanks, Kylie. Chat soon, everyone. Have Thanks. a good fortnight. See ya. Thank you.